Hello, everybody, and welcome to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. I'm Lena Lahire, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, best-selling author, and psychology student at the University of Calgary. I'll be discussing topics that range from nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and everything in between so you can feel confident in how to move towards better health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get into our topic for the day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. This episode, I'm going to try and keep a little bit shorter. It's more of an update with where I'm at in terms of my journey and recovery process with HA. If any of you don't know what HA stands for, that stands for hypothalamic amenorrhea or a missing period. So I'm going to give you a little bit of an update. I got my last period on December 25th, which was very exciting. It was nine months that I did not have a period for. I was under fueling for the level of activity I was doing. I lost too much weight. It was unintentional this time. I explained my whole journey with HA, how this is my second time experiencing HA. So if you want to listen to that episode, go ahead and listen back to that episode where I explain my full experience with it the first time around as well. But the second time has been a little bit challenging. I still have not got my second period. It has been 62 days and it's very frustrating and a little bit disheartening because when you experience AJ, that first period from recovering is so incredible and you feel like all the hard work that you've put in was totally worth it and then a part of you just thinks that everything's going to go back to normal and you can start training again and eating like you used to even if it's unintentional I mean eating an overabundance and making sure that you're eating enough is (laughs) is wonderful but it's also challenging too when you live a very busy lifestyle and overeating as well, you know, it it makes you feel sluggish. And in order to gain the proper weight that everyone needs to when they're experiencing HA, you do need to eat foods that maybe don't make you feel the most energized, but in the long term, it's going to help your hormones. You know, it's been a struggle both mentally and physically for me. Because after my first period, I kind of just fell back into old habits, if I'm being completely honest with myself. So I started running again, and I had still been running when I did get my first period, when I got my period back, but I I just kind of went back into running. You know, life is always going to throw us uncertainty and curveballs, and one of the ways that I deal with that uncertainty and that stress is through exercise. So that has been my main coping strategy for many, many years, as I'm sure it is for so many of you. 
But in this stage of my life, I have to realize, and you know, maybe I'm speaking to someone out there who's going through the same thing, that we have to find different ways to cope with stress, especially when our body and our hormones are at a very sensitive, vulnerable level. We need to be able to scale that back and do other things that help us cope with that stress. Exercise as a way of stress management is wonderful. It is an absolute wonderful thing that we can exercise and it does alleviate some stress. But in an already stressed body or sensitive body, if you're going through uh, hormonal changes like HA and you're just getting your period back or you still haven't got your cycle back, it's really important to be sensitive to your body and appropriate with the levels of exercise that you're doing. Because if you think that you're just going to be able to fall back into old habits, well, those old habits is what got you to this place to begin with. Now, what's really frustrating is it's not like my weight has dropped down. So I'm up about 10, 11 pounds from my lowest weight. And I got my period at this weight. And so I'm thinking, well, like, what do I have to do? Do I have to continue to keep eating junk food in order just to have a normal period? But that's not the issue. You know, the weight isn't the issue because you can gain weight and you can be at a quote unquote normal weight. But if your exercise intensity is too much, you're putting your body under stress because every time you exercise, your body, your cortisol levels, they do raise. And when you're doing high intensity exercise, your body is producing a lot of cortisol. That has a big impact on your hypothalamus and that HPA access is what's really sensitive when you're going through HA. So we have to be very mindful of the exercise intensity. And of course, we we know this, like I've trained, you know, hundreds of clients and I'll get someone really, really stressed out. And the last thing that that person needs after a stressful day at the office is to have their body smashed with a HIIT workout. That's not beneficial. That's not beneficial at all. So (laughs) we teach what we need to learn. I think that's One of the biggest lessons that I've learned in life is that we teach what we need to learn. And I can prescribe a certain exercise program and an appropriate exercise program for someone depending on their lifestyle and their stress levels. But it's a little bit more challenging when it comes to yourself because we want to be everything. We want to be able to do everything and, you know, be that small percent where this doesn't affect me or, you know, I can go back to running or I can do this and I can do that. And I can, you know, be that, be that shining star that I need to be for myself. But that's not necessarily so, you know, we put a lot of pressure and we strive for a lot of things, but we're not striving for the most important thing, you know, and I'm I'm not just talking to women. I'm predominantly talking to women because that's who my audience is, but I'm talking to men as well, is we're striving for all of these different things, 
But the main thing that we should be striving for in terms of our health and, and body image when this is the issue, we should be striving to find peace with our body. Not striving for a faster 5K, not striving for a heavier deadlift, not striving for a better body, not striving for a lower body fat percent. All of these things are so fleeting and they're superficial. They're okay to have those goals. It's okay to have those goals, but they are superficial and they're not long lasting. But when we're striving to make peace with our body, then those other things don't have such an impact on our physiology. You know, it's really interesting um, wanting to get my period back again, because now, you know, if you go three consecutive months, then you're considered going through HA again, and I don't want that. And so to deal with that stress, then I started running again, which is kind of like, well, why would you do that? (laughs) That's counterproductive. But when we're so used to dealing with stress and having that mechanism to cope with stress as exercise, it's very, very challenging to not slip back into old habits. If you base your worth on how your body looks or on your performance and how strong you are or how fast you can run or how heavy you can lift, that's not helpful in your recovery process. It's not helpful in life to base your value off those things. You're not valuable because of those things. Those things don't define you. They don't make you who you are. They're just a part of you. They're not who you are though. How your body looks is just a part of you. It doesn't mean you're any more valuable or less valuable depending on what shape you are. You know, that's a that's a lot easier said than actually practiced. So I had to really start reevaluating my goals and drives because this is a long-term game. What we do now has huge effects on our body later on in life. And we know that if our body and our hormones aren't functioning properly when we're in our younger years, then when we're in our older years, we are not setting our bodies up for health. And you have to ask yourself, what is my main motivation for having a body that doesn't function properly? If you don't have your period and you still haven't gotten it and you kind of don't really have an intention of getting it back or doing the things that you need to do to get your cycle back, you have to ask yourself, what is my main motivation? Why am I not treating my body and doing the things that I need to do for it to be its healthiest? It's not healthy to not have a period. It's not okay. It's not okay as a woman. Even if you don't want children and you're not planning on having children or getting pregnant, that is not an excuse to have an irregular or absent menstrual cycle. 
It's very, very important for your overall health, for your bone density, for your heart health, for your brain health, for so many different things. We want our bodies to function properly. And even when men get to too low a body fat percent, it's not good for their hormone levels at all either. So we need to be really mindful, like what is the main motivation for us to be at this certain body shape? What is, what's the main goal? And if it's performance driven or if it's based on how you want to look or how you want to be perceived to the world, because that's where you find your value, I think you need to seriously reevaluate your life and figure out why are you finding your value in those things? They are unsustainable and they're not healthy. So now I have to scale things back again and do what I did before Christmas. You know, the month of November, I really got into a better headspace. And that is such a huge key as well. It's not a it's not just about decreasing exercise or decreasing the intensity or or eating more. Of course, we need to do that in order to recover our cycle. But it's about our mental state, our state of mind. And before Christmas, I was in a really good place mentally with my body. I would wake up every morning and I would look in the mirror and say, body, you're allowed to be whatever you need to be in order to be healthy. And I would just tell myself that and cut myself a break. And then my period came back and life stress started to come back on me. School started again. There's been a lot of uncertainty with what I want to do career-wise. I know it's obviously psychology, but like what kind of psychology? Um, There's also some other fertility kind of issues, which I might explain in a later episode. That's not for right now. Um, But there's been a lot of uncertainty and a lot of stress. And I found myself being really hard on myself, being hard on my body, being hard on just everything, like not cutting myself a break. And I'm I'm just a regular person, just like anyone else. I know when we go on Instagram or when we go on social media and we see these pictures or these posts that are really thoughtful saying like, you know, I put a post saying that I had gained 10 pounds. That was the day before Christmas, I think. And like 10 pounds happier. Well, I was that day, but then other days I was like, shit, I gained 10 pounds. Like, I know I needed to. But then the other part of me is, it's hard. It's hard to gain weight. It's hard to see your body change. It's hard to not run to exercise. (sighs) Pardon the pun. It's it's hard to not resort back to those old habits when that has been a way that we have created this false illusion of control this illusion of control because it is one thing that we can control in life. We can control what we put in our mouth. We can control what our body looks like. We can control how much we exercise. And so when things are deeply out of our control and we don't have answers, 
then it's very easy to resort back to those forms of control that make us feel just a little bit more stable in life. But it's not helpful. We need to be able to learn how to sit in uncertainty. And you know, for me, this is really where my faith comes in. And I have to trust that God's timing is better than my timing and that he has all of those big questions that I have, he'll work it out if I just have faith and continue to move forward. I don't have to know, you know, I have A to B and I know that I want to get to B, but I don't know how to get there. And that's very frustrating and causes a lot of anxiety. But that's where For me personally, I have to put my faith in something more than my own abilities and more than my own insights because I don't have them. I just don't have them and it's okay. It's okay to not have all the answers. By resorting back to old habits when you don't have those answers isn't going to bring them. So I have a lot of uncertainty with the particular career path that I'm going to choose after my degree. Well, by running harder, that is not going to help me figure out what my career path is going to be after my degree. It's not helpful. In fact, it may be helping temporarily in that moment, but I'm doing more damage than good. So if what you're doing is more damaging than it is helpful, you need to be very mindful and ask yourself, why do I need to feel like I need to do this? What areas of my life are out of my control that I don't have answers to? What am I doing to cope with this uncertainty? And is it helpful? Now, if what you're doing to cope is, you know, is really helpful, like maybe sitting and just being still, or praying, or meditating, or going for a walk, or talking with someone, you know, like, those things can be extremely helpful, but going and smashing your body in the gym, or going on another diet to take your mind off the uncertainty isn't helpful. It's not helpful. So we need to be striving to make peace with our body, not striving to remove uncertainty, not striving to lose weight, not striving to enhance performance. When those things are needed, then that's fine. And if your body's in a good place, then that's fine. But a lot of the time, even if our body is quote unquote in a good place, our minds aren't. And if we have a lot of emotional stress, or like I said, uncertainty in our emotions, then it's very easy for us to gravitate towards things that we can control. But it's not going to change those things that we can't. So we need to be very mindful of that. So I think one of the best things that we can do is look at our goals and look at life in the long term, not just short term. And, you know, that that's not so easy to look at long term things because We like to get things now. We're in a society of instant gratification where, you know, if we have a question, we ask Google and it's answered. Like we have whatever we want right now. That's not life. That is hyper reality. That is not reality. 
So we need to be willing to look long-term at our goals and figure out what we need to do now in order to achieve what we want later on. And that can look like so many different things. So for instance, to get my period back, which is a long-term goal, hopefully not too long-term, but to get my second cycle, I need to change what I'm doing today. Just one day at a time, I need to reduce the intensity again of exercise. I need to start doing those things that bring my body back into that parasympathetic nervous response, breathing, walking, doing some Pilates, not smashing my body in the gym, not running 5k as fast as I can. You know, we have to we have to be willing to let our body go through those seasons that it needs to. And right now, I'm in a season of recovery and maybe this is you too. It's okay to be in a season of recovery and just take a break. It doesn't mean those things can never come back in, but right now it's not helpful. So we need to be able to be willing to look at that long term because what we do today really does matter. It sets us up. If exercise and being healthier is something that you want to do long term, that's a long term goal, it starts today. It starts with one meal and then two meals and then three meals and then two days and then one week. Like all of these things, they start small. So instead of trying to change everything at once, just change one thing at a time. Start small and make a commitment towards your bigger goal and figure out what do I need to do today? Not what do I need to do? How how do I need to plan out my entire life so I can reach this goal? What do I need to do in this moment? What do I need to do today? And then do that and be okay with just today. You don't need to worry about tomorrow. Just worry about today. Tomorrow will have enough cares of its own and you can worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, but then it will be today for you. So that is one of my biggest pieces of advice for anyone going through HA recovery, anyone who has a health goal, anyone who has any goals at all, like look at the long term and look at what you can do today in order to make your way to those goals. If you're at a job that you don't like, look at it as a stepping stone. Is it is it a job that's helping you to achieve the overall job that you want later on in life? Because it might be, or you might be meeting people there that are gonna help you to achieve that different position. All of these things, it's about how we look at life and it's about our mindset. And I come back to mindset so often because our mindset really does make or break our peace and our contentment in life. And if you're struggling with your body and you've done all of these things, you know, like for me, I was talking really nice to myself for that month and just letting my body be what it needed to be. And then I just kind of fell back. Like I fell back into it. I fell back into like weighing myself too much. I'm a human being just like everyone else. And I struggle from time to time, you know, even especially with a a history of an eating disorder for me. I I don't have an eating disorder anymore. I haven't for, you know, about six years. 
but those mindsets are very hard to overcome and they will start to creep back. So we need to be vigilant against those things that trigger us to go into those bad head spaces again, those negative head spaces again. So now I'm doing the things that I did in November, being gentle with my body, being kind to how I speak to myself. And it really does make a big difference because at the end of the day, it really is all about stress when it comes to the health of our body. And we want to minimize that self-imposed stress because stress is going to come whether we like it or not. But if we can minimize or even eliminate self-imposed stress, like the stress that comes from talking negatively about yourself, the stress that comes from over-exercising or under-eating or even overeating, like these are all self-imposed stresses that don't need to be there. And if we can get rid of those self-imposed stresses, then it makes dealing with the other stresses that we can control so much easier. So that's my little update on my HA recovery. So I am going to cut out running again and I will be okay. And I'm going to start walking again and doing Pilates just like I did in November and I will be okay. And if this is you and you've gotten your first period and you're still waiting on your second or you haven't gotten your period yet, you need to reevaluate what you're doing and what your overall goal is and what your long-term goal is and what you need to do today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel on iTunes and please leave me a review so we can get this message of better health out there. Have a great day and remember, you are powerful over your health.